You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Rewind Football Fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind. Welcome to Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada, and we are here absolutely getting it done, right? You got to love it. You got to love it every minute of it. Love it. As we're getting ready for Fantasy Football Week number 10. 10's good, right? We're coming down the stretch. 10, 11, 12, 13. Then a playoff start. Interesting. We keep looking at this Denver Broncos quarterback situation, and they have a first-round pick that they got on the field and didn't look good, but everybody hasn't looked good in Denver, so I'm sure it's going to be a matter of time before he gets back out there. Paxton Lynch thinks he could play right now if he was needed. Lynch has been sidelined since the third preseason game with a shoulder injury. Coach Vance Joseph said he's not mentally or physically ready to play. Lynch seems to disagree, but it makes sense for the Broncos to get the young quarterback back to full health before seeing what he can do down the stretch. Brock Oslyle will start this week. You're going to see Paxton Lynch before it's all said and done. Now this, this is a story for fantasy football players because you got to try to figure out what the hell am I going to do now? <laughs> the Pittsburgh Tribune Review. Joe Rutter reports Montavis Bryant worked with the first team offense in Monday's practice. Brian was told he would be part of Week 10 game plan before the bye. Looks like that is the case. Of course, he was a start of the first seven weeks of the season, and he managed to go over 50 yards just once. His counterpart that he competes for position and time is coming off 193 yards receiving. So are you going to buy the Redrick, the coach speak, the talk, the Joe Rutter Pittsburgh Tribune Review talk? And put Martavis Bryant out there in a tasty matchup versus the Indianapolis Colts. I say you can't. I say you can't do it. Unless you're really, really, really down. Down at the wide receiver position. And you could be. Could have had some of those Green Bay guys, right? And all of a sudden, you rise to the occasion there. Of course, last night we saw Brett Hudley try to get it to our receivers that we all paid so much for. Brett Hudley played better tonight. I've got great faith in Brett Hudley. I believe in Brett. That's just not a press conference statement, according to Coach Mike McCarthy. He played better, but 
still not enough for us. You know, it was crazy though. He played really uh, a lot better in the two-minute offense. So I would think that maybe they speed it up. They speed it up and go from there. They tell you, hey, what am I going to do when they come for you? What am I going to do when they come for you? But damn, I got to put Jordy Nelson out there again. And then how about this? Aaron Jones. Time on Gummy rushed five times, 33 yards, caught his lone target for 18 yards. Aaron Jones got the stop, but he actually played just 20 snaps to Montgomery's 24. Montgomery outgained Jones 51 11 on six touches to Jones 7. I'll tell you what, I'm glad I got rid of Aaron Jones. He missed a big pass blocking assignment, and that's always been the talk with Aaron Jones. And I think that's going to put him in Mike Wicathi's dog's house. I was able to get to Marius Thomas with him. It's all about timing. All about timing. You listen to Fantasy Football Rewind. We take a quick break and we're back with more. Winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada. We are here absolutely getting it done. I'll tell you what. Aaron Jones, out. Golden Tate, seven catches, 113 in a Week 9 win. Golden Tate's a man getting it done. I'll tell you what. He plays with such such enthusiasm. So tough for a little man. Love the guy. How about Jordy Nelson? Caught four of seven targets, 35 yards. Damn it. I paid like 50 bucks for that guy in an auction. Damn, he's worth about eight bucks right now. Ah, 
gosh. Life is tough. Starvin, Marvin Jones caught 7-11 targets for 107 wins, two touchdowns. He was the man last night. All you Marvin Jones detractors, pull out last night's game, man. He had a couple balls that were 50-50, and he went up and he got them. He got them. Matt Stafford, 26 of 33, 361 yards, two touchdowns. Lions, 37 victory. You know what? Is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer? I got to ask you the question. And I'll put this on Twitter at the Tony Sincata. Is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer? 200 touchdown passes last night, right? But is today's game um, changed like the record books because it's so offensive driven? Saturday. Is that is that a problem? Is that a thing? Is that where we're at today? Stafford is now the sixth fastest in NFL history to 200 career regular season touchdowns, trailing Dan Marino, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Tom Brady. So, he's the fourth player to throw for 200 touchdowns before the age of 30. Five, Manning, and Marino. I'll tell you right now, he's in the class. Every one of those guys is a Hall of Famer, right? He's played with the Detroit Lions. He's played on some poor teams. He did have Calvin Johnson for a while. Is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer? I think it's a little more serious question than people are willing to admit. I think when you first someone ask you that question, you first say, no. And then you say, well, maybe. Let me think about it. Let me look at the numbers. Let me crunch the numbers. And then I say, oh, you know what? Maybe he is. Now, it would be nice. Here's the thing. I, I got. Here's the thing. It would be nice if he could win something, right? And then it would make it a lot easier to put him in. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you're going to put Eli Manning in the Hall of Fame, you got to, you got to, you've got to go and put Matthew Stafford in the Hall of Fame. And I'm convinced Eli is going to make the Hall of Fame. I'm convinced. So I think Matthew Stafford in. Give the Detroit Lions a Hall of Famer. I think give it to the people. Matt Stafford. But you know what? I, I have a measurement, an easy measurement for the Hall of Fame. I think that you should be one of the three best at your position while you were playing. And that's why I think like Derek Cheat is a fringe Hall of Famer. Not every 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 uh, not everybody's darling. But I don't think so. I don't think Matthew Stafford passes that. 
I think people are going to vote no. But the numbers say differently. Or do they? If you take the numbers out of it and say, is Matt Stafford a top three quarterback? It would be hard to say yes. Yes, he is, Tony. He's a top three quarterback. But damn. I'll give you the names one more time. 200 career touchdown passes. Young guys. Dan Marino, 89 games. Aaron Rodgers, 99 games. Peyton Manning, 106. Brett Favre, 107. Tom Brady, 116. Matt Stafford, 117. He did it in one more game than Tom effing Brady. He did it in one less game than Brett Favre. He did it in 117 less games than Eli Manning. No, I, I, I screwed that up. Favre had 218 career passes before 30. Manning, Peyton Manning had 244 and Marino 245. I got to tell you, this guy, he's in a class with only Dan Marino, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, and Tom Brady. To me, that's impressive. That tells me, man, Tony, it's close. Very, very close. Yet, people are going to say, no, no, no. And it's kind of crazy. Because it's not a no, no answer. Absolutely is not. You know what I'm saying? It is absolutely not. Let's get to some running back dilemmas this week. What we're going to do in the National Football League and where we're going to go from here. Because we got to break down what we want to do with the running back situation. Here is my guy, Chris Meany, and he tells us about the running backs. Uh, the Miami backfield yeah, let's, with the Jigon, those guys are splitting it. Yeah, so we didn't, obviously, we didn't get to touch on it because of the trade happened midweek, but. Um, there was, I had both of these guys ranked inside the top 30. I think most people did. Um, the consensus was they're both top 30 backs, but let's just, and I don't know if we have any clarity from it because they both got equal play, really. Yes. They both had six targets. They both caught six balls. Williams had the touchdown, some goal line work. Drake was the guy who was carrying the ball. And that's kind of what most of us thought is that Drake would be the guy to do some, get some carries. Williams, who, was had, who had a third down role when Ajayi was around, catches some balls, caught some balls without Ajayi this week. So I think they're both um, worthy of starts. As a, as a, not an awful matchup, a pretty good one. Drake is mostly owned, is over 50%. Williams is not. I would give Drake the slight edge in standard leagues because of what I saw yesterday. Nine carries to seven carries, more efficient, more talented in my opinion. But in PPR formats, full point. I give Williams the, the boost, even though Drake caught some balls himself, like I said, but I still think Williams is the guy who's going to catch more balls moving forward. 
Uh, it's not a great situation, but there's been a lot of injuries, and there's some teams on by. And again, this week, I think the, um, the Ravens, the, the, the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Eagles on by. There's some running backs on those teams. Uh, so these guys, again, will probably be top 30 running backs for me in, in PPR formats. They should be rostered. They should be owned. Miami looked better yesterday running the ball than they have all year. They got, finally got – that wasn't a rushing touchdown as a pass, but they finally like had a running back to find the end zone. Just these guys, I, I don't think people bought into them. I don't think a lot of people will pick them up because of the team they play for. Mm-hmm. It's not a great team. Uh, but volume and opportunity, and when it's there, you got to have it. you got to play these guys. So just wanted to throw them out there that they were both involved, and I think they both will be the rest of the season, mm-hmm. and they're both worthy of starts. But now it seems to me that like the Philadelphia backfield – now is like the New England backfield. Yes. And that I don't really want anything to do with any of these guys because That's there's fair. just too many of them and you never know who it's going to be. That's fair. That's fair. It's, it's a good real-life situation. It, yeah, it really well, that's is. That's what I'm all about is it's, keeping it real. Yeah. I mean, it's not, a fan, it's not a great fantasy situation. The Saint, you're right. You mentioned the Patriots. I mean, Gillisley, apart from week one, what has he done? Nothing. Absolutely not. Um, White is probably the most consistent out of that backfield. And for Philly, I mean, yeah, Clement gets three touchdowns. That game was completely out of hand. And Ajayi just came to that team. He was new. He only had a handful of carries, a handful of plays. LeGarrette Blunt, like I said, is not going to go anywhere. He, it's a good one-two punch with Blunt who can get you those short yards, be that goal line back for you. Ajayi who can come in. Teams are not going to stack the box against Ajayi because there's so many weapons for Carson Wentz. The play-action pass worked amazingly on the touchdown to Alshon Jeffrey. He can catch some balls himself. They can sprinkle in Clement. They can sprinkle in Smallwood if they want. they got Kenyon Barner. they got five backs. It's a great real-life situation. It's not a great fantasy situation. Mm-hmm. To me, the only guy that I like is Ajayi. He has the most upside. LeGarrette Blind is only going to be a guy that I'm going to play in standard leagues in a flex spot when I'm in 14th, 16-team leagues. And for Clement... I'm not going to the waiver wire to pick this guy up. It was it was a great day for him. He caught some balls, but like I said, that game was out of hand early. The Eagles are rolling. They're scoring a lot of points. They made Denver. There you go. The Eagles, the Patriots, the Dolphins, all confusing. Running backs are confusing in the NFL. So stay tuned for more for Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day.
Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Sakata. We are ready and raring to go. And I'm ready and raring to go. Are you ready and raring to go? We're all ready and raring to go. As we get everything there. But guess what? We've got more. We've got more. And I am right here. And I am ready to go. And I am the man. So, what the heck is going on are you ready to go i'm fired up you're fired up and everybody is fired up as we get it all done i am ready and raring to go let's get it done gotta want it right you gotta want it to be the fantasy champion you've got to want it and that's what we do We want it more than everybody else. We want to be the fantasy football champion. I got to tell you who is the fantasy football champion. I am ready and raring to go. I am the man. And I want you to say the same thing. Say, here we go. Here we are. Here's what we got. I got to tell you what the heck is going on. So let's get it done, my friends. Let's get it done. And let's go out there. And let's jump out and grab everything that you want to get in play. Let's go to week nine game balls and go and take a look at what the guys predicted for week nine. The game balls and then we turn the page and get you ready for week 16. Todd Alligator Arms Pinkston. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. Talking about they going to win the Super Bowl. Not for that. AJ Green should be like honored because this is the goon hour. So we should like have oh, yeah. AJ Green segment. This is, we should have AJ Green because AJ Green is a goon. I, you know, I never, AJ Green is a quiet guy. But you got to be careful of those quiet dudes because sometimes these quiet dudes they be having them hands you feel what I'm saying and I'm telling you Jalen Ramsey didn't want it he didn't want it he don't want it he didn't want it then he don't want it now see Jalen Ramsey second year in the league uh, Jake I don't think he wanted son I don't think he wanted he didn't well, he was he was attacked from behind I guarantee you one thing Jalen Ramsey doesn't turn his back next time he shoves somebody <laughs> yeah. if if, if you have you seen Jalen Ramsey out of uniform, he's a big dude. He's not AJ Green's not got anything on him, so I think they could go toe to toe. I'm not going to give anything away from Jalen Ramsey here. It's just AJ Green. Like I said, he went MMA on him. He took him from behind, tried to choke him out. What are you going to do in that position? Anybody, even trained fighters, are in a tough spot if you're going to come up with somebody like that. That's true too. But the savage mentality of the takedown, like to choke the grab somebody from the behind like that. Like I said, it looks like he's been trained. <laughs> yeah, no, but look, and, uh, I mean, if you're going to shove somebody or push somebody and you turn your back, that's on you. I yeah. don't know where you grew up. That's true because but that's true because he's probably in Florida somewhere. That's true because, um, see, like, it's like what happened with the kid Lattimore, like, he wasn't expecting that. Like, he could have really been seriously injured, but son popped right back up. He was ready to go. I was impressed with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like I said, I, I did not. Look, what AJ AJ Green just like snapped. What Mike Evans did, I was not a fan of at all. I, you know what? You could, you wait for the guy to turn around, then you go at him. 
Yeah, and I understand protecting your quarterback and stuff like that, but you don't blindside a dude like that. I mean, he's out there. I mean, I understand it's a rivalry, NFC South and all of that stuff, and obviously the Buccaneers are very frustrated because they're not playing as well as people thought they would, but you can't. Like, that's one of your colleagues. You can't. That's like me going up to Scott and kicking him in the throat. You feel what I'm saying? So, and yeah, then, like, he can't talk. What if something would have happened to a lot of You're not getting near that leg that high. <laughs> <laughs> or like, like, if I took Scott glasses, you feel what I'm saying? And then he can't edit, he can't work. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do that to Scott. I might smack him upside his bald head, but I'm not going like, take his glasses away he can't see to make money. You feel what I'm saying? No, I hear you. Something really could have happened to Lattimore. He yeah. could have gotten injured on that play. The way that he was hit. What college Lattimore go to, Jake? The Ohio State, right? He went, went to Ohio State. He went Who to did? One, uh, um, Lattimore. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was, return, I was returning a, a business text. Oh, oh so Jake has business. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got fancy. sidetracked for a second. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> Jake cutting a side deal right now. <laughs> like Florio be cutting side deals. <laughs> Get you off this network. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> what's up, YouTube people? How's everybody doing today? Oh, make sure you give us a thumbs up. Um, just at some point, I'll think of a reason why, but make sure you give us a thumbs up. Oh, oh, wide receiver ones for this week. Phone lines open not yet. Don Burns said no. Wide receiver one this week was Alvin Kamara. This is amazing what this kid is doing. I really think he should be wide receiver. I mean, excuse me, running back one was Alvin Kamara. I really think he should be, like, not in the running, but I'm talking about, uh, see, Watson would have ran away with the rookie of the year, but he can't now because he tore his ACL. So everybody's like, okay, Kareem Hunt's the rookie of the year. Kamara is right there well, with Kareem Hunt. Well, I think Lattimore's got to be in consideration, too, for rookie of the year. I think they break the rookie of the year up in the offensive and defensive. So I think the offensive one is going to be uh, – I think Kamara's in the – I think – I understand oh, Hunt – he's definitely in the mix. Is leading the NFL in rushing right now. But the way Kamara's playing, I'm like, I don't see why Son can't be the rookie of the year. Well, if it continues on this pace, it's going to be Kamara. Yeah, It's not exactly. going to be Hunt. Because he's trending downwards and uh, Kamara's trending up. Yeah, that, yeah, the pace continues. I, I'm, I'm still looking to buy low and cream hunt anywhere I can. If yeah, anybody I, that's panicking and oh, hitting the rookie wall and all that stuff. So, But if it continued at this pace, it would be Kamara. Buy plus that schedule. I mean, hunt everything. So, look, Kamara's been fantastic. I, I've been starting him and Ingram together. I've pretty much gotten anywhere from 35 to 45 points combined with the two. I mean, Kamara got me like 32 points this week. So, you know, it, it's it's been – and I, I think they're both him, gonna, I don't have him nowhere, Kamara. And I was telling Disgusted. you guys about that, the role and the, and the points in this same offense. But every time they bring in one of these backs, whether it's C.J. Spiller, whether it's this guy or that guy – Well, I mean, C.J. Spiller was like – he was like – He was a shell of himself. He was, he, he was the – I call him the dream crusher. Because, like, you know, you'd always have, like, these expectations of what it yeah. could be and how good he was – no. But that role hasn't really panned out the past couple of years. Every time they bring in a back, <laughs> they're like, he's going to be the, Reg- thing, you know. the Reggie Bush role. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I, I hear you talk about this Reggie Bush role every year, but I ain't seen no damn Reggie Bush. You feel what I'm saying? Well, now Alvin Kamara is doing the Reggie Bush role better than Reggie Bush ever did it. <laughs> yeah. Was Reggie Bush a success in the NFL, fellas? No, he was. I mean, didn't he have a thousand yards yeah. with the, the time there was? Yeah, he had some good seasons. Considering several, the kind of se- several really good seasons. Yeah, I mean, look, the expectation coming right, wait, out wait. that first year. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. where you're going with this. Corey? Considering what yeah, he actually. was coming out of college, like he was like LeBron James. 
Well, so that was part of the problem is people were overrating coming out of college. That's part of the issue is it's some it's that it's the fact that similar to Terrell Pryor, and I'll, I'll just like it for this, that the athleticism ignores somewhat when it comes to skill. Like mm-hmm. Marquise Lee is another good example. Marquise Lee, exceptionally athletic. He was able to get away with it in college. He struggled until this point because he wasn't taking the route running and the skills properly. And he's finally turning around and developing that. Reggie Bush was always exceptionally athletic, exceptionally talented. But he's never he was never even in college. He was never the most skillful football player. He was always getting away with how more athletic he was than everybody else. Did you ever watch Reggie Bush's high school uh, tape? Reggie, that I'm, was insane. I'm the two best <laughs> high school tapes I've the, the two best football tapes I've ever seen is Reggie Bush and Julio Jones. Right, the two best highest. That's like the YouTube legends, Reggie Bush and Julio Jones. The best basketball one I ever seen is Derrick Rose. So if you want to go check those out. But don't do it now, though. <laughs> After we are off, then go look at them. But you don't don't do it now. Don't go up to the damn box and put Julio Jones High School. You know, stay right here with us. Click the thumb, and then we'll then we'll get to it after that. Wide receiver two was uh, I mean, excuse me, running back two was Corey Clement. <laughs> running back three was Matt Forte. I'm getting sick of the Matt Forte thing, but it is what it is at this point. Running back four was uh, Ty Gurley. Running back five on the week was Carlos Hyde. Running back six was Christian McCaffrey. Running back seven was Marshawn Lynch, crazy ass. He's getting it done. Well, not getting it done. He got it done. Those two touchdowns were very big for him. I didn't think Marshawn Lynch was going to – I just told people to cut Marshawn Lynch last week, and he scored two touchdowns. He was on waiver wires. He was on waiver wires in the league. Yep. I've seen him. I mean, even in, like, online championships and even in my Seton Island League. Yeah. Uh, Jay, should, does he belong on waiver wires, Jake? Who, Lynch? Yeah. No, absolutely not. Hmm, interesting. Buck Allen, running back eight. And if we, if we was writing Buck Allen off, I don't understand it. The Ravens thing is a, is a pain in the butt, to be honest with you. Uh, running back nine was Damian Williams. Running back 10 was old man Adrian Peterson. Running back 11 was Kenyon Drake. Running back 12 was America's running back Ezekiel. You know what's amazing about that is how far Adrian Peterson gets it down when he doesn't catch balls or get it to the end zone because of just rushing in the advent of PPR leagues. we take a quick break right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and we're back with more Fantasy Football Rewind after this. you got to be fired up. you got to be ready and ready to go. I'm ready. You're ready. All right. Let's go get them. Yeah, baby. Right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product.
back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Cicada. We're ready and raring to go. I got to tell you right now, you look at that whole situation involving the running backs, it is tough. It is tough sledding. If you've got two running backs and you're making it to the playoffs, you've got a leg up on everybody. Here are the guys with the fantasy football frenzy. Interesting thing here, Matt. Both Dolphin running backs in a PPR finished as RB1s this week. Yeah, no, they totaled over 35 points together. It was like 18 and 17. So, look, if you wind up winning either one of the two and you started them, you were happy. So, so, so let me so let me ask you this now: Can you can can you moving forward? Do you think both of these dudes have this kind of value moving forward, or do you think it comes a point to where um, one is going to take over the role from the other? I, I don't look. This is a tough week at Carolina, right? But I do think they'll both get enough touches. If that's the thing, I don't know if you want to stop them every week. I don't, I'm not saying that, but I do think they'll both have roles. I prefer. I usually go with just the pass casting guy, but I, I prefer Drake. I think Drake's the better runner, clearly. And though Williams, what he had last year, that he had that crazy touches to touchdown, so what he's you, still clouded. What do you think, All In Kid? Can this continue with both of these dudes putting up fantasy, fantasy numbers worthy of being started each week? No, it, I mean, it depends on obviously your league size. All that mm. stuff is always dependent. But the fact is, I'm just going to continue to keep saying what I'm saying. Is it's very similar to the situation with the Eagles in the situation with the Titans. Is you're going to have the lead option in Bitch Drake and Ajayi and DeMarco Murray when healthy. And then you're going to have the backup option, which will have games like we did this week where they both show up and have a, even RB2 values start worthy. So just basically a top 25 performance. But there'll be weeks where the second guy gets left out a little bit. So you can have Damian Williams in a PPR. It definitely helps him. But it's not somebody they're going to want to roll out every single week. A name I do not see on this list, not even in the top 32, is TJ Yeldon. How the hell did that happen on Sunday? Why was everybody, why do we do that? As a fantasy community, why do we do that? I don't know, I still like it. Because we looked at, I mean, you looked at the week before and you looked at everything that they have been doing usage-wise in practice and they went back to Ivory again. The fact is, is Ivory did not look good in that game the week before. He got touchdown to save his day, but the fact is Yeldon outperformed him and they used him in practice. Interesting. It happens like that. We apologize. Two chains. Hey. All right, we come back. Start to give it our game balls right here. FNTSY Radio Plus. We're on the telephone lines, 844-843-6879. It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Cicada, and we are ready and fired up and ready and raring to go. As we get you fired up and, and want to go and say, hey, you know what? Guess what? We're uh, get the guys in there getting it done. I'll tell you right now, we're getting it done. You're getting it done. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to make sure the guys are getting no, it done. No, sitting out there. So I said, it was Bernard King's in the building. I said, what's up to Bernard King, whatever. He's doing, he's doing on a book tour right now. So um, I, I can imagine what the Bernard King book would probably be like, you know, talking about basketball and bad knees and stuff like that <laughs> and surgeries and all kind of craziness. Yo, I don't remember Bernard King as a Nick, though. I don't remember Bernard King as a I, Nick. I remember him vaguely. You know, uh, he was, you know, I was young back then, but I do remember him vaguely. Speaking of basketball, they're trading, the Suns are trading away Eric Bledsoe. 
Uh, that was the, when I was in Arizona last week. It was crazy sports talk radio. How like hyped up they were on on the Suns. Yeah, and like wow, this new coach and this yeah. that, and it's amazing. And once we trade Bledsoe, interesting. Did they trade him yet, Jake? Uh, Frank just tweeted out that they're finalizing a deal, but they haven't said for who yet. He's going to the Bucks. Oh, oh, wow! To the Bucks. The Bucks is putting a nice little. I remember right after there. he said he wanted to get traded or whatever, he tweeted out and not to the Knicks or something like that. Didn't yeah, he? yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> People like Nick fans be like, "Oh, the Knicks go." And I, don't get me wrong, I root for the Knicks too. But people in New York have to understand the Knicks are not the Yankees. Like, you know what I'm saying? This, like in baseball, the star players go to the Yankees to win a championship. In basketball, they go to the Lakers. It's a different story. So there you go, right there. Um, let's go back. Let's go back and uh, let's do some some um, back to wide receiver ones. That's where we left off. We get the wide receiver ones, then we will start to get our game balls. I'll go first. I, listen, whatever the rotation is, y'all figure it out so everybody don't step on each other's toes, please. <clears throat> T.Y. Hilton is wide receiver one. Marvin Jones is wide receiver two. Alshon Jeffrey was wide receiver three. D- these three players right here, in some leagues. Somebody <laughs> had these people bench. As a matter of fact, I think a good percentage of people had T.Y. Hilton bench. I can see people having Marvin Jones bench, even though he's been balling recently. And I can see people having Alshon Jeffrey bench. And all three, and these are the three, and these are wide receivers one, two, and three for week nine. And they could have been on benches this week. That's crazy to me. I don't know. Cause Not unless you're in a 10 yeah. team, two wide receiver league. I had Hilton bars. on benches. I had Hilton on benches. I'm sorry. Maybe it's just me. I against did. the uh, against the Texan secondary though. I just I mean I like the, the home too. road split. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I made Even a mistake. With the home road split. He was still inside the top twenty. I, I I don't know. I had I knew week nine was going to be a, a tough week for me. I knew five and nine. Those were my two tough weeks. This is what I did. I benched Hilton. I played Robbie Anderson. I've been doing that. You know what I'm saying? But what I also did was. I put Watkins back in the lineup as the flex because Watkins has been living on the bench. I put Watkins back in the lineup as the flex, and that sent Hilton to the bench because I knew Watkins was going was going to score. I didn't think it was going to be the only damn ball he caught all game. What's up with that? Well, you get two targets, you know, it's at least fifty percent. <laughs> anyway, Alshon Jeffrey once Zach Ertz is ruled out, I think Alshon Jeffrey should probably more or less been in your lineup. My man Doug Baldwin was right receiver four. Doug Baldwin's my favorite player in the NFL. I would not buy his jersey, though, because I'm not a Seahawks fan. Um, Terrence Williams came in wide receiver five in PPR this week. Let me tell you something. Oh, that's the only team you're not a fan of? What are you talking about? You have, like, 17 teams. I was joking. <laughs> so that's the only team you're not a fan of. No, I, no look, I, I, you I wouldn't be like, a different team. Like, like, if there was a player you really no, liked. I wouldn't. I mean, when I was, like, 14, maybe I wouldn't yeah. do that. But now? Nah, you see, here's the thing about it is it depends on who the player is. I'm not going to buy a Seattle Seahawks jersey because I work so closely with Scott. That you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, exactly. I would never wear a New York Met paraphernalia. Not going to happen. Not going to do it. I'm not wearing a New York Giant like paraphernalia. You would wear like a Mike Trout jersey. I would wear a Mike Trout jersey. Yeah. I had no beef with Mike Trout. Jake, you wouldn't. You, Jake, you just you straight stick to your teams. Hundred percent. When if somebody wants now, it was like a gift or like I want like oh hey look there's Barry Sanders autographed football or something like. I could see something like that, but when it comes to jerseys, no, Giants only. Look, I'm still going to root for my team. Yeah. I only have one team. Look, I stayed with the Bills. I stayed with the Mets and all that. So I'm loyal in that aspect. But, I mean, 
I would rock a. I I'd wear an LA Dodgers hat yeah. or something like that. I really don't care. But you won't wear a Yankee jerk. hat though. No, Yankee. That's different. I mean, I rooted for. <laughs> I, I always root for the league. <laughs> I rooted for the Braves over the Yankees yeah. and all that stuff. So see, I don't get. I don't get the thing. Like in 2009, the dudes, the, the Met fans that I rooted, rooted for the Phillies. That the, the Met fans that rooted for the Phillies in 09, That's disgusting. Okay. Well, come on. It's that's the, that's the you're going against your city right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're going against your city. And the other city is Philadelphia. We're supposed to come together as New Yorkers and band together to eliminate Philadelphia. Come on. It's been, it's been a rough uh, time for the Mets. <laughs> and the Yankee fans never let you forget it. So, yeah. And I'm a National League guy anyway. Jake, you were for Philadelphia too, didn't you? No, I never root for anybody. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. I, can, I, can, I, just, I actually didn't even watch. Oh, it was scornful. See, see, like, I, I don't get, like, I mean, I heard people saying if the Dodgers and the Astros, I hate, or the Dodgers and the whoever else, I hate those teams. I'm not going to watch the World Series. And I'm like, they don't have the commitment. I mean, to I watched the Super Bowl when my team's not in yeah. it and stuff. And they don't have I the commitment to the game. I watched the Stanley Cup playoffs. And some people don't have the commitment to the game. Uh, wide receiver five on the week was Terrence Williams. He had a big game, T. Will. Here's the thing Des Bryant not going to practice this week. I would be, I would be cautious. But I would add Cole Beasley. I would add Bryce Butler. I would not fool around with Terrence Williams. Because mm-hmm. if Des Bryant misses the game, Cole Beasley gets the biggest uptick. Jason Witten gets the uptick, but he should be on. Bryce Butler could score a touchdown, deep shot. But Terrence Williams is not going to do this again, Jake. I think this Terrence Williams thing is one of the Terrence Williams and Corey Clement are the two flukes of this week. Would you agree? It's a fluke, but I'm still adding Terrence Williams over Bryce Butler. you got to give me snaps before I start going that deep. There's no way. Terrence Williams is getting all the snaps. He's running as the number two. He's going to be the number one if uh, Des Bryant misses time. And Cole Beasley's numbers see a significant uptick when Des Bryant is on the field. But at the same time, I'm not going to go as far as to pick up Bryce Butler over Terrence Williams if I need real help. I would go Bryce Butler over Terrence Williams because Bryce Butler is more likely to hit the big play. I I would pick up. I I think i got to go with. You go with T. Will. I gotta go. T. Will. Jig, I agree, but I think the problem is Terrence Williams was uh, banged up there, so you gotta be, you gotta watch and see how this goes out. Terrence Williams also banged up in the end of that game last game. We take a quick break. You listen to Fantasy Football Rewind. daily fantasy basketball this year consider daily roto your go-to resource whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel daily roto's customizable projections podcasts strategy guides and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time the team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content better yet you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY so go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product people and our number two coming up next other things going on in the national football league 
You know, it's crazy is uh, we got a Giants 49ers game coming up this weekend. All of a sudden, this is going to be the talked about because of the worst teams in the league and seeing where the hell we got to go to get some fantasy love. And you know what's crazy, though, with the teams, like you had the Browns and you had the San Francisco 49ers uh, trade for quarterbacks. Maybe the quarterback class that was supposed to be it is not what everybody thought about. The Giants, though, have reinstated Janoris Jenkins after the one-game suspension, as which that defense will get significantly better with him in the backfield. So there you have it as you get everything ready and raring to go. That's the way you got it. That's the way you look at it. And that's the way you play with the Giants. Reinstating Janoris Jenkins as he's ready and raring to go. I'll tell you right now. We're going to get it done. You're going to get it done. And these guys are going to put in play everything you need right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You can check out Fantasy Football Rewind from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern, also on demand each and every week. And then what you got to do is you got to look and you got to say, hey, Tony, what can we do? Where can we go and get a little love if we're playing Daily Fantasy? You can go to two spots. One on iTunes and Google Play, DFS Today, brought to you by DailyRoto.com. DFS Today, no commercials, just three, five, eight minutes, and you get everything that you covered. So make sure you go out there and grab that. Then, what can you do? Can you look at the situation here and say, huh, I am going to look at putting all this together and making sure you've got everything you need. So what you need to do is you need to look at, bang, putting together a winner. And the lineup lock show brought to you by DailyRoto.com will give you that chance and give you that opportunity to get get a winner together each and every time. We're ready, we're rearing to go, and we've got to make sure you've got to believe. you got to believe. Stay tuned. Hour number two coming up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.